Hi everybody, welcome to Straight Talk with Kathy. I'm your host, Kathy Robinson Pickett, and I'm a woman with something to say. And oh boy, do I have a lot to say this week. First off, um, I want to say hi to everybody. I know it's been a while. It's been kind of crazy. We got back from Tanzania and um, hit the ground running and things have been absolutely nuts. So I know a lot of you follow me on Facebook and know that. So I'm really sorry. We're way behind on podcast. And this week there's been so much in the news that I'd like to address. Um, I first want to say our hearts go out to everyone that's been victims of the terrorist attack, um, Beirut, Paris, Nigeria. Uh, there's just been so much devastation in our world today um, in the last week. And I certainly hold everyone in my prayers and my thoughts and um, hope that we can have some, some sense of normalcy restored soon. But um, so I want to start there. But today I'm going to talk about HIV. Uh, World AIDS Week is only about 10 days away. So I would always normally do a podcast around World AIDS Week. But this year it's heightened because of all the Charlie Sheen stuff in the news and all the misinformation going around on Facebook and other social networking tools. So this podcast may be just a little bit longer than normal because I want to try to answer some of the myths out there. And I certainly want to talk about how you get it and how you don't. If you happen to be a new listener to me, you should know that I've been HIV positive for 31 years. I, um, you can find my story on my website at Straight Talk with Kathy if you're interested in that. But I've been a professional speaker for 25 years on the subject, teaching medical update classes uh, to medical providers, as well as teaching in colleges, universities, and um, high schools, social service organizations, all kinds of stuff. So I have a wide background of knowledge, and I hope that I'm able to share some of that with you today. First off, I just want to address some of the very hateful stuff in social media. The worst post that I received this week was somebody um, posted on my Straight Talk page that we should take all the people with HIV in the United States and send them to Syria and that would kill two birds with one stone because all the terrorists would get HIV and then everybody would die and we wouldn't have to worry about either one of those things. So um, what you should know is the man who posted that, instead of a profile picture, his uh, profile picture was a screenshot that says, I'm a Christian. And certainly he does not talk to the same Jesus that I talked to because that, um, that was not a very Christian kind of thing to say. And it made me think, wow, are we in 1982 instead of the year 2015? You would want to think that um, people are much more educated now, but they're not necessarily. So we're going to start there, and we're going to we're going to go from there and talk about some different educational stuff. And um, the first thing I do want to say that may or may not be politically correct, depending on your the way you want to look at this, but. In the year 2015, if you make the adult decision to be sexually active, you must be responsible for the choices that you make. And no one is going to respect you or protect you but you. And, um, you know, a lot of people are, are calling for Charlie Sheen to go to prison, attempted murder, manslaughter, all this kinds of stuff. Well, first off, none of us know whether he told the person he was sleeping with or not that he was positive. We weren't there. None of us know for sure. I'm certainly not defending him. I am not a fan of his by any stretch of the imagination. However, what I will tell you is that um, this is not a new disease. This isn't new information. Sexually transmitted diseases, there are, there are lots of them. And many of them can get you faster and make you sicker, lots quicker 
than HIV. And so um, for anyone to have unprotected sex today with a partner who is having multiple partners, and in that case, it's someone you know is having multiple partners, um, you have made your own choice to have unprotected sex with that person. So you're responsible for those actions. We live in a time where people don't want to take responsibility for their actions. And um, we have to do something about that because that's where we always want to sue, 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 sue. No, there are some things that you're responsible for. And your body and your reproductive health is one of those things that you are solely responsible for. Not saying that he should not have disclosed his status. So we're going to start there. Um, there's been a lot of stuff in the social media about the fact that the one lady who was a nurse that works in the doctor's office had unprotected sex with him knowingly. And why would she do that? Well, what I will tell you is that um, Charlie Sheen's viral load, according to his doctor, is at an undetectable level. A lot of people are confused about what that means. An undetectable level of HIV virus means um, the amount of free-floating virus in a test tube of blood. It means that it would be difficult to transmit HIV, but it doesn't mean that it would be impossible to transmit HIV. And it certainly doesn't refer to the amount of HIV in tissue and organs and those kinds of things. So he is still infected, um, just like Magic Junction has had an undetectable viral load for a very long time. If the medications work for you, we get you tested and we get you treated, most people can attain an undetectable viral load. So that is not something out of the ordinary. Um, it's not something that only rich people are able to obtain. Um, it is something that hopefully if someone tests positive today and we can get them in care and treatment, we can, we can get almost everybody to that level. Now with that said, there is a treatment called PrEP. Um, I will tell you that I am biased um, in the world of PrEP. I always fall on this line where some HIV advocates think I'm wonderful and some think I'm awful and the same thing with, you know, all kinds of other things. I just am who I am. What I will say about PrEP is, PrEP is when we take someone and put them basically on prophylaxis medicine. Um, it's an HIV medication combination depending on um, if they know who their partner is and, and those kinds of things that um, may be positive and what they've been resistant to, all this other kind of stuff. And so instead of um, treating you after you have HIV, we basically treat you um, in a hopes that you will not get HIV if you become exposed. Um, prep is what we use when someone's had a medical exposure, when someone has been the victim of a sexual assault. And basically it's the exact same thing, PrEP, PEP, you'll see all kinds of acronyms, but basically it's putting people on prophylaxis treatment. Lots of people who are in committed relationships with someone who is HIV positive make that choice to use that. Um, I will tell you it's not a personal choice that I would have made with Steve or that I would make with my husband now. Um, I think it's just not, not for me. I don't, I don't want to take that risk. Um, but it is very successful in, in scientific studies over and over. And if you're interested in that, the, one of the best sources of information you can find is at Project Inform. So please check that out if that's something that um, you're really interested in. And then you can also find stuff on the National Institutes of Health or your CDC websites as well, or your local um, state Department of Health websites. So there's lots of information out there about that. But know that that's not a choice that just people that are celebrities make. Lots and lots of people make that choice, whether they're in, um, in gay relationships, straight relationships. Sometimes people make that choice when they're not even in a committed relationship. So the next thing is about how do you get it? I can't believe how much misinformation was out on the internet this, this week and in social media about 
How do you get HIV? It has not changed. You get HIV by having sex, sharing sexual fluids. Anything that can exchange sexual fluid from one person to another person can and will exchange this virus. The most risky sexual behavior in general is anal sex, whether you're a straight couple or a gay couple, because when you have anal sex, oftentimes there's an exchange of blood. But anything that exchanges sexual fluid, and that does include oral sex, can exchange this virus and any other sexually transmitted disease. The most common sexually transmitted disease we get from oral sex, by the way, because that was a question I saw a lot this week, um, is herpes. But on college campuses, we certainly see a whole lot of chlamydia being exchanged that way as well. Your best line of protection is using condoms. A condom every time um, you have sex, unprotected sex with someone who is not your long-term partner that you are in a long-term monogamous relationship with and their definition of monogamy being the same as yours because unfortunately, that's not always the case. If you make the adult decision to be sexually active, I'm gonna say it again, you have to take the adult responsibility that comes with that and respecting yourself enough to protect yourself. Please understand birth control pills, diaphragms, um, those things do not protect you from sexually transmitted diseases. You need to be using a latex condom consistently, correctly, 100% of the time. Female condoms are effective in stopping the spread of sexually transmitted diseases as well. They just aren't always as readily available as male condoms for folks. Um, but you find them in the same place in the store that you would find a male condom and the directions are there to follow. Um, the directions are not always the easiest. So if that's going to be your choice, then you need to make sure you um, know how you're going to use it and, and practice using it as well. If for some reason you are allergic to latex or your partner is allergic to latex, there are polyurethane products. Um, Avantis are the most common one to be able to be found. So if you're sitting in a doctor's office and you're reading a brochure, it says you get HIV from having sex. The next thing it talks about is sharing needles. It's not IV drug needles that transmits the virus. It is the blood. It is an exchange of blood. And anything that exchanges blood from one person to another person can and will exchange the virus. From shooting up, which is obviously the top one, to a medical exposure, to becoming blood brothers and blood sisters on a playground, to sharing razors. If it can exchange blood, it can exchange the virus. And so when we talk about universal precautions with regards to body fluids, we do not want someone's blood to enter your body in any way through a cut, your eyes, your nose, your mouth. At the same time, if I had a cut on my hand and you touched me or I touched you and your skin was intact, HIV can't absorb through your skin. Um, you know, the blood has to have a way to get inside of you for it to become contagious or to infectious inside of a person. What I will say is that lots of medical professionals who contract HIV contract the virus not on the four walls where they work. Um, this is the same thing for hepatitis. It's something they do outside of those walls. I will tell you, I can have a room of 500 medical professionals teaching a CE class, and I will say, how many of you have gloves on you? And at no time is there more than 15% of the people in the room that raise their hand to say they have gloves. Universal precautions are not just used on the floor of a hospital. They have to be used anytime you contact, come into contact with someone else's body fluids. The next way you get HIV is to be born with it. This is where we have the new, good news. Only 20% of children born to a mom with HIV or AIDS will contract the virus without medication. And with medication, we drop that to less than 2%. When my children were born, um, I did not know I had HIV. 
when my daughter was born and I was diagnosed while I was pregnant with my son. Um, the transmission rate in the state of Florida in 1990 and 1991 when my kids were born was upwards of 30%. Um, what's changed that is testing, knowing if someone's positive, getting them on medication, getting them clean, and um, taking the precautions we need to take. Babies don't share blood with their mom, so infection generally happens because the doctor doesn't know mom's HIV positive, doesn't amniocentesis, needle goes in, punctures baby sac, mom's blood. During the birthing process, if forceps are used, tears in the baby's scalp, mom's blood. Also during the birthing process, if the baby opens its eyes, because your eyes are portals to your bloodstream, anything that gets inside of your eyes gets inside of you. If those things don't happen and the mom is not a drug user, our chances are super good that if we know her status and she's on medication, that we are gonna have a healthy and a happy child. I will tell you, my children are 24 and 25. They're amazing, awesome kids, and uh, actually adults, grown-ups, and neither one of them are HIV positive. The next way that we talk about getting HIV is when a mom is nursing. What I will say about this is there are a lot of places where you nurse or you starve, but in Western countries, there is never a need for an HIV positive woman to nurse. We have all kinds of alternatives, obviously Infamil, Similac, baby formula. But if someone comes in our office to test HIV positive and has their nursing baby at home, we don't have to freak out and assume the baby's gonna be infected either. There's still a really good chance that baby's gonna be okay. HIV does live in breast milk, but it's in pretty small quantities. It appears most of the time the transmission route actually happens by the exchange of blood, cracked nipples, biting, those kinds of things. Blood, semen, vaginal fluid, spinal, joint, and amniotic fluid, that's it. That's how you get HIV. You don't get HIV from spit, snot, urine, feces, earwax, sweat, tears, puke, or pus, unless there's blood in it. And that's what becomes contagious. And that's very simple. It's not changed. We've known this for a long, long time. It's not who you are, it's what you do that puts yourself at risk of this disease. Quickly, I wanna talk really quickly about testing and because there was tons of misinformation out there this week about how soon you'll know you have HIV and all those other kinds of things. When somebody comes in contact with HIV and contracts the virus, they have unprotected sex today with someone and contract HIV. They're contagious immediately. HIV is a blood-borne pathogen. It enters your body, it circulates your bloodstream, and you have the ability to pass it on really quickly. However, in a test, it takes a little bit of time to show up. In a traditional HIV antibody test, 99% of people are gonna test positive two weeks to six months, and the vast, vast, vast majority of those people could test positive within the first three months they're infected. If, and this is the biggest if, it's as tall as the Eiffel Tower, if they go and have a test. But most people never, ever, ever, ever get a test for HIV until they get sick. And it takes the average person, you wanna guess? How long does it take a person from the time they get HIV Till the time they usually get sick. You thinking out there? Well, it's much longer than what most people think. It's 10 to 12 years. Now, on some level, that's really good. 10 to 12 years, wow, all kinds of things can change that medicine, all kinds of things. But that also means that person, if they don't get tested, has 10 to 12 years to infect somebody. Not because they would want to, not because they're mean and evil, just because they simply don't know they have HIV. All those people out there calling to crucify um, Charlie Sheen, and other people who spread sexually transmitted diseases, my question to you and to your friends and to your coworkers is, 
Have you been tested for sexually transmitted diseases? Have you had an HIV test? You need to know it's not a test you have unless you request and give your permission to have it done. So unless you're in the military or unless you've had a reason to feel like you're in a high-risk group, most of you have never had a test. Those of you that don't know me, I wasn't in a high-risk group of people. I was married in a committed relationship. I had dated the same man since 1984. We were married. Um, we'd been married since 1988, and it was 1991 when I tested positive. However, I had been raped many years before, well, not many years, many years before we were tested. Um, I was raped in July 4th, 1984, and um, concretely, one of the men who raped me died in prison with HIV. Now, the deal is this. The laws at that time didn't provide for me or any of his other victims or anyone else to know his status. Things like that have changed a lot. But what I want to say is lots of people have had more than one partner. Lots of people have been victims of sexual assaults or molestation. Lots of people made choices that they wouldn't make today as grown-ups when they were young people. And if you haven't ever been tested for HIV or STDs, you don't know that you don't have it. And it's really, truly just as simple as that. So what I will say to you is, World AIDS Week, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of free testing sites available. There are sites in every single state. There are sites in almost every country. So it's your responsibility because if you've listened to this and you haven't been tested, now you know that if you've made any of those choices that you should. There is so, so much more information I would like to give you, and I'm going to make sure there's some um, referral stuff and those kinds of things on the website. Please know you can send me a question at any time that you would like to. My email address is straighttalkwithkathy at gmail.com. My Facebook page, Straight Talk with Kathy. Um, my Twitter is Straight Talk Pod or HIV Education. Either one gets to me. And uh, let's see, is there any other way? Oh, that's, that thing, that's probably enough. You, there's nothing you can't ask me that I won't do my best to try to answer. There's no um, limit to the kind of resources that I have. If I don't know the answer, I'll be sure to find it for you. So please consider, um, as World AIDS Week comes along, that you will have conversations with your children about sexually transmitted diseases, have conversations with your partners, use this stuff in the news um, as your door to open those conversations up and, um, and get the information that you need. Understand, if you don't learn one thing from me, your mantra needs to be, if you're old enough to be sexually active, then you must respect yourself enough to protect yourself. And until next time, be the boss of your brain.